Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Mother Teresa, come be my light, the private writings of the Saint of Calcutta, chapter 4 continued. Seeking the will of God. Jesus was calling. How could Mother Teresa be indifferent and do nothing? If God's love would be made present to even one soul, she thought, her call would be fulfilled and worth all the sacrifice. She could not understand why the Archbishop was not acting more quickly. For his part, as the one responsible for the Archdiocese and its people, Archbishop Perrier had to make sure that Mother Teresa's proposal would be a positive and fruitful endeavor. He was still weighing whether she was leaving a certain good for an uncertain gain. Perhaps if he had been aware of her private vow, he would have understood her apparent hastiness. Somewhat annoyed by her insistence, he attempted anew to explain his measured course of action. My dear Mother Teresa, Pax Christi, Peace of Christ. On my return from pastoral tour in the Santal Parganas, I found your letter, for which I thank you sincerely. I have the impression from what you write that you believe me opposed to your proposals and that you are praying hard for my conversion of heart. I should like to change your mind about these dispositions which you appear to take for granted. I am neither opposed nor in favor of your project. And as Archbishop, I cannot be anything but neutral at this point. It is not a question of personal conviction, nor enthusiasm, or feeling that must carry me. The question is too important for the Church to decide all at once. It may take months. It may take years. In the meantime, please take off your imagination the idea that I am opposed to your scheme. As I said, I have no right to be opposed or in favor. Almighty God will show me the line to be followed, and when I am morally certain of where my duty lies, rest assured that I shall not shrink from it, cost what it may. My motto is to seek God in everyone and in everything. It is not at the end of my career that I shall give up that guiding principle of the whole of my religious life. It would be foolish. I shall do the will of God, but that must be clear to me. You may think that it is all very easy when there is somebody to endorse the responsibility. But for the one who has to be responsible, it requires discretion, prayer, constant and fervent prayer, and readiness to abide by the will of God as manifested to him. 
in union of holy sacrifices. I am yours devotedly in Christ. Bishop Ferdinand Perrier, S.J. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. Saint Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth, patron of thy own, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Is it okay for two saints to misunderstand one another? Is it allowed for two very holy people to be annoyed with one another? Is it allowed for two holy people to disagree with one another? Well, the answer to these questions is yes. And we know from the lives of the saints that quite often, or at least in some cases, saints have had very serious disagreements. For example, St. Philip Neri and St. Charles Borromeo. They were very close friends. They admired each other very much. But St. Charles Borromeo could not understand why when he asked Philip to send him priests from Rome to come serve in his diocese of Milan and to help him in all the good he was doing, why Philip was so hesitant and why Philip, having sent some men, withdrew them very urgently, very promptly, and then could not be convinced to send people back. And St. Charles wrote Philip and said, you oratorians have a strange spirit. And St. Philip wrote him back saying, well, everyone knows that you're a sheep stealer and that priests are afraid to pass through your diocese lest they can't get out because you convince them they have to stay and work in your, in your vineyard. Okay, so these two saints went at it a little bit. Well, keep something like that in mind as we're reading this letter. Because, of course, Archbishop Perrier is not canonized. He's not declared a saint. But his letters and Mother Teresa's veneration for him suggest a very holy man who maybe one day will be a saint. We don't know. But even if he is, we should not be surprised that he and Mother are not lining up completely here. They're not hitting on all cylinders, as we say. They're in some way writing past each other. I mean, he's a little bit annoyed with her because she seems to think he's opposed. That's his impression of the tone of her letters. So let us tonight ask the Lord to give us great humility. Let us ask for the Lord to deliver us from presuming jumping to conclusions without sufficient evidence. So often in questions of disagreement, if one side is not humble, 
the disagreement, the misunderstanding will explode into something bigger. Now this dialogue, this conversation, this back and forth with mother and the archbishop will reach a very happy conclusion. But it's a reminder how easily things could go badly. I mean, how will mother respond to this letter of his? Will she herself be annoyed? Will she be humble? You see, St. Vincent de Paul used to say that he's tried every way he knows to get along with people. He's tried every means available to make community life work. And the only thing that works, he says, is humility. That is, we have to submit ourselves to God. We have to even submit ourselves to other people, lower ourselves, put ourselves at the service of others, not vaunt ourselves up, not act like we are better. No, be the servant, be humble, lower yourself, be willing to admit you're at fault. And the more humble we are, the more other people will respond in kindness and humility. But the more proud we are, the more combative we are, we just kind of raise the temperature. And so it does matter the tone we use. It does matter how we speak to people. And as we see from this letter, even with holy people, there's room for misunderstanding. Even with great will, even with a saint like Mother Teresa, with human interactions, there's room for confusion. And therefore, we don't want to escalate things. We don't want to provoke things by unguarded comments or by allowing our pride to get wounded. No, no. Let us go forward in humility, like the Blessed Virgin Mary. When she lost Jesus for three days and she was sad and she didn't understand why he did what he did and she asked him, why have you done this to us? And he said, do you not know I must be in my father's house? And the gospel says in Luke, and she did not understand what he said to her. But she pondered all these things in her heart and he went down and was obedient to them. You see, our Lord was humble and our lady was humble instead of fighting she pondered she stepped back she submitted herself to god's will and if we really think that it's god's will for us to be working with someone else if we really think we're meant to be united with these other people in this group or that group or this relationship if god has put us here with this other person then by lowering ourselves, by humbling ourselves before the will of God, by doing what it takes to make this relationship work, then we will give great glory to God and much good will come. And Mary will pray for us and Joseph will pray for us and Jesus will bless our humility. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, amen.